Trust Studios, WKSC-FM, Chicago, 103.5 KISS FM, and iHeartRadio Station. Here's Fred and Angie. Hello, everyone. Good morning. It is Tuesday, June 23rd. Fred and Angie are here. Hello, Angie Taylor. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. I see Rufio and Kaylin and Paulina got the entertainment report on the way after uh, we do Waiting by the Phone. What's coming up in there, Angie? Tragic news for Elizabeth Hurley as the father of her son commits suicide. I will tell you about that. Yeah, this is a crazy story. Yeah. Yeah, really sad. Uh, that's on the way in a few. We'll do trending stories and vlogs to this hour on KISS. Why'd they get blown off? We'll find out now in Waiting by the Phone with Fred and Angie. Waiting by the Phone. How are you, Steve? Good. How are you guys? Very well. Welcome to Waiting by the Phone. Tell us about your date with Gretchen, how you guys met, where you stand, everything. Sure. All right. Well, um, okay. So, like, I'll begin at the beginning. We we met we met up at a, uh, a bookstore. Uh, got her number, and you know, we talked for a bit, and decided we would go out. Um, uh, on the like on the date itself, everything was cool. Everything was just pretty chill. Uh, I was the consummate gentleman. Worried. Uh, oh, how are you? Okay. In what ways? Like, did you bring like five? Dozen roses and go over the top and make things weird. Or I mean, what are we talking about? You know, I think roses are too much. I like the idea of flowers on a first date, so I like I did do that, but but I wasn't. It wasn't like red roses or something like that. Did you show up at her work the next day by any chance? No. Okay, no, good. All right. no, we, we just dealt with. Sound familiar? We just dealt with that, so I'm making sure. Okay, so you were a gentleman. Absolutely. Yeah, it was more of like yeah, I brought the flowers. Um, you know, holding doors uh, at the end of the date. And this is what I'm thinking could be the problem, is, like, I didn't even make, like, a big move to kiss her goodnight. Okay. All right. And and I and I don't know. And since then, like, I thought that she was great, um, but she just, she's been completely ignoring me since. So you're thinking maybe the day was too sterile. Like, by not making a move, she's under the impression that you're not interested or she would have liked a little physicality or, or something like that. You're thinking maybe yeah. that's the problem. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that's where we come in. We're going to call her since she's not reaching out to you or responding, and we're going to ask some questions. You'll be on the phone at the same time. Hopefully, we can figure out what's going on and set you guys up on another date. I don't want you to say anything right at first, but at some point, you can definitely come in on the call, and hopefully, uh, we can straighten this out, and then we'll pay for another date for you guys, all right? I appreciate it. Good luck. Can you hang on for a second? Will do. All right, you got to hear what happens next. Part two of Waiting by the Phone after this song. Billie Eilish on 103.5. 103.5 KISS FM, Chicago's number one hit music station. Fred and Angie are here. Part two of Waiting by the Phone, though. First, Steve. Yeah. All right, welcome back. Let's call Gretchen. You guys met in a bookstore, exchanged numbers. You had a great date. You felt like you were a gentleman, except Mm -hmm. you've reached out to her for another date, and you haven't heard back, and you want to know what's going on. That's it in a nutshell. Okay, we'll call her right now. Good luck. Thanks. Hello, this is Gretchen. Hi, Gretchen. Good morning. Fred and Angie calling from the morning radio show on KISS FM. And I'm sorry to bother, but I do have to tell you that we are on the radio right now. And I need your permission to continue. Is it cool if we keep talking for a minute? Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I know it's strange, but I'll get right to it. We're calling on behalf of a guy named Steve who reached out to us as you guys met in a bookstore. Do you remember this guy? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember Steve. <laughs> okay. Well, he told us about the date, said he thought it went well, that he was a gentleman, that he brought you flowers, that he really liked you, and reached out for another date, and you haven't responded, and he kind of dispatched us to figure out why that might be. Um. Yeah, we we had a great date. He um he was very gentlemanly. He was very sweet. He um he even like paid for my cab home, paid for my Uber home. Wow, um, this all sounds good. He, yeah, no, he was very very sweet. He even gave me a speech about how he didn't want to rush things. Like so, what's the bad part? <laughs> yeah, where's like, the whammy? Like, where's yeah. the part where he? Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm hearing a reason to he not. Told go you that he was a porn star in the no, past, no, or worked a at a reason. strip club, or what's there's the deal? <laughs> what happened? Um, so he was he gave me like his phone to punch in my address uh, for the Uber, and when he gave me his phone, 
up on the screen was his Uber rating, his, like, passenger Uber rating, and it was, like, 1.4. Wow. How do you do that? Wait. Hold on. That's, that's the reason, though? Well, no, I'm more... Hold on. How do you get a 1.4? That means everybody's giving exactly, you, like, a... Exactly. Like, what is that? Was he <laughs> hostile? Was he, like, screaming? It just, like... And especially after he gave me, like, this speech about manners, I was like, what What are you doing in these Ubers to well, get, me, like, a 1.4 rating? Let me bring Steve in quickly, because I forgot to mention that Steve is here. Steve, how do you get a 1.4 Uber rating? Yeah. We can get to the fact that that's her reason, but how do you get a 1.4, dude? Man, I don't know. You, you end up taking a lot of, of Ubers, and, and things happen, you know? You get a few people. You end up <laughs> like, what things happen? Are you fist fighting the drivers? Or like, what's the- I was going to say, like, you should really try to cover and be like, I've only taken it once before, and there was like, you know, he said he was going to pick me up, and he didn't, so I'm like, blah, blah, yeah, I don't know. Like, like no, no, you could have no, covered that, but... Yeah, now you're saying you do it all the time, and then they all give you bad ratings. Like, how do you do that? No, it just things happen, you know? Like, people take wrong turns, or take longer to get there than they were supposed to. It's just, it's, that's why I, I can't get over... What, do you, like, assault them afterwards? Like, slap them upside the head? Like, what's going on? No, no. Like, I mean, Gretchen said it herself. Like, I'm a sweet guy. I'm a, I'm a gentleman about things. To her, but are you yelling at these Uber drivers if they take a wrong turn or something? Well, I, they drive for a living, for mm. sake. Like, get your stuff in oh. order and, and know what you're wow. doing behind the scenes. Yeah, this is a very interesting thing because you could say at first, well, what a petty reason not to call a guy back. He has a bad Uber rating. But at the same time, if you really think about it, if you're dealing with a bunch of people and they're all evaluating you as... Um, unkind or a poor customer consistently, that might say something about who you really are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to work hard to get, like, a 1.4 rating. Right. Like, I mean, that this, just doesn't come easy. This is along the same, uh, sort of same classification as being bad to service people, service staff or whatever. Like, this this yeah. could be a reflection on your character, Steve. No, I think, I treat all service people with respect, but when it comes Except to Uber doing drivers. your job, if they can't do their job, then they can't do their job. If they you know? if they mess you up, do? then you just stop all the respect. You you just you you got to let them know. You got you, you got to oh. you got to let them know you're taking their own. Yeah, why why are you like the the job police or like you know setting this the standard for everybody? Like, why is it up to you to let everybody know if they're doing a good because job or I'm not? The customer, I'm, it's my money. I'm paying them for a service, and if they can't perform that service adequately, but it's I'm, one thing for you to give them bad scores; they're giving you bad scores too, right. which means you're getting in their face. You know, it. it, it I don't. I, I didn't come on here to sit here and talk about my Uber rating. And well, I, now you asked, it, but you asked us to figure out what's going on. She brought up a point that the more I think about it, the more valid I think it might be. Well. You know, I don't even, I'm not interested in another date with Gretchen anyway. Oh. I know that it's just this superficial nonsense that it's going to keep you okay. from dating me. Oh. No, wow. no, I'm not happy. Oh, wow. He's giving you a one, girl. He gave you a one star. Have manners. You went from five stars of flowers to one star, girl. Yeah, no, clearly. I sure, yeah. Sure can pick them, yeah. Okay. All right, well, he doesn't want to date you, even though that was the point of the call, was to try and get another date with you. So, uh, Gretchen, I'm well, glad you well, answered. I don't want to date him. Like, Thank you clearly. for your seat. There you go. Thank you, you for your you time. You <laughs> uh, Best of luck to you as well, Steve. All right, thanks. Man. It's going to take you a long-ass time to get your Uber rating back up. I recommend Lyft. Yeah, I was going to say, there's got to be a different service, and try not to be an a-hole. <laughs> and she has the entertainment report next on 103.5 Megan Thee Stallion. very upset about it. I've gotten like 78 messages about it. Like, hey, dude, it's called Alone. Alone. I'm like, okay, it's an A word. And it's a, a it's one a word. word. <laughs> I messed it up, but I've been... I, it's it, called Alarm. I keep watching it, though. It's I can't stop Aloha. watching it. it it's go, It gets getting gory. Ew. I mean, they these people are... They're trying to, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I guess it's on the History Channel or National Geographic or something. Now I'm going to get a bunch of emails about that. Uh, it's called Alone. They drop these people off in the middle. This time, it's I think season six or something. It's um, the Arctic Circle, so they're they're way up there, and it, it's sort of cold. Then it starts to snow and ice and all of that. They put them in different locations so they don't. They're not near one another. They have a phone, so at any point they can tap out. 
And then they have like a medical visit. I think it's every so often they come make sure they're still alive. You all right over there? Uh, her mic just fell off the stand. No. <laughs> um, um, and so it's on the History Channel. You're right. So, so yeah, but I mean, they they are allowed to take ten items. They choose what the items are. Some people bring uh, bow and arrows. Some people don't. Some people are trapping animals. Oh, but they got to eat, right? Because there's no food. So it's a matter of survival. Mm. One guy goes out and gets himself a moose. Wow. Um, they're like 800 pounds. How'd he get it? With a bow and arrow. Does he, like, open it up and sleep in it like Star Wars? Oh, no. Like uh, Bear, Bear Grylls did that, too. <laughs> that dude. <laughs> did you ever see the episode where he, like, set a trap, like a tripwire across a field? And then a reindeer ran into it, got stuck in it. Bear Grylls jumps on the reindeer and kills it with its bare hand, with oh his bare God. hands. Whoa. Then carves it out and climbs inside of it. Yeah, for warmth. Dude. Gross. So how do you, how do you win? That's you? a savage. Classy, <laughs> ratchet, bougie. <laughs> he moody when he's doing that. <laughs> he nasty when he's doing that. Very. So I, I haven't seen the very end of it yet, though, but it gets really, it gets pretty gory. Um, you just win by last, outlasting yeah, everybody you're else. you're the last one, and you don't know. You don't know what anybody else is doing. So you just do your deal. But like the guy who got the moose, I want to say, he got the moose. It's like 800 pounds. He built this whole fort. He had the meat all up high in the air because the biggest thing is food. You can fish and you can hunt. You can trap if you don't have a bow and arrow and you can and you can fish. But if you don't have any food, eventually you run out of energy and you and you quit because um, there's not enough like foraging. You can't like, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, and, and so the guy with the meat, he had all this meat. He was good to go. He just got so crazy from being alone away from his family. He quit. But he could have gone for like weeks with all the food that he had. In the meantime, there are people who are still doing it who have no food. Ugh. And they'll never run into each other. No, They never see each other. At least, at least, I'm only watching. This is my huh. first season, but they're far enough away from each other yeah. that they don't run into each other. Okay. And they're given like, I guess they stake out each spot. So like, one guy was complaining, "Well, I don't have enough. Like, there was a fire in this area, so I don't have enough to, you know, like vegetation to survive on." But he's the guy that got the moose. Other ones are closer to the water. Oh. Other ones are closer to like. So they try and give like certain advantages, but they're trying to make it all even. It's like the Hunger Games without killing each other. Basically, yeah. It's like Naked and Afraid. Okay. But I have a lot of questions. Why would anybody want to be on that show? Or I mean, they, give them, that? they give them a first aid kit, but like, what do you do? Do you wipe your butt with like a leaf? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I would stop wiping my butt. What about other, what about other <laughs> things that happen to people? Like what? Well. Like the women you're Yeah, you right. What do you do hey, with man, that? They used to put us in tents and let us bleed out, so whatever. Well, I don't... Probably well, the they're same already, thing. They're already in a tent, so yeah, I don't there know. There you go. But, they uh, would use it to attract the animals, the blood. Oh, boy. The right. bears can <laughs> smell the period. <laughs> no. And then, flap air. <laughs> I don't know if you're good for a month. I heard I'm naked and afraid they give them, you know, what they need for that. But that's it. But they don't give them anything else. Maybe they don't. I don't know. But mm. that would be unfortunate. Mm. Would they be, don't make would... you fasten your own <laughs> <laughs> tools to use? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, that's what you'd have to do in the wild, I guess, if you were truly surviving. A pine surviving. cone. <laughs> a pine, <laughs> a pine I would, cone I would pick something a little smaller and smoother. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. So Kaylin's okay. not going to be good in a survival situation. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I know what to do. <laughs> Put a cork in it. Um, the entertainment report. <laughs> After Beaver. It's a perfect. This is Angie's Entertainment Report. Yeah! With Fred and Angie on 103.5 KISS FM. It's brought to you by McGrath City Hyundai. There's a couple of sad stories in entertainment today. Um, Steve Bing, filmmaker and philanthropist and father to Elizabeth Hurley's son Damien, has died at the age of 55. According to law enforcement sources, Bing jumped from the 27th floor of a Century City building wow. at around oh. 1 o'clock yesterday. He was said to be depressed by isolation due to the coronavirus pandemic. Um, he backed hit movies, The Polar Express, Beowulf, Rolling Stones concert movie Shine a Light. He was also among the top progressive political donors bankrolling environmental initiatives. He contributed nearly $50 million of his own money to an oil production tax that went down in defeat in 2006. He was close to former President Bill Clinton. Gave him about $10 million for his foundation. Um, Bing is best known perhaps through his 18-year-old son Damien with actress Elizabeth Hurley. At the time of his death, his net worth was estimated to be 
$590 million. Yeah. Very wealthy man. Very sad. It very is sad. sad. A, lot of, a lot going on there, unfortunately. Yeah. Another sad loss as well. Joel Schumacher, the director behind Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, The Lost Boys. St. Amos Fire has died. He was 80. A rep for Schumacher said he died yesterday in New York after a year-long battle with cancer. Um, so, yeah, he did a lot of movies in the 90s. Um, St. Elmo's Fire, The Lost Boys, Flatliners, A Time to Kill. Um, of course, the, all the Batman and Robins. And he also directed Tigerland, Phone Booth, oh, Phantom phone of the booth. Opera. Colin Farrell. Yeah. That was a good one. Oh, yeah. Falling, that was a, falling Down. Falling Down with That's Michael Douglas. Great. Oh, yeah. That's a great that is a, movie. That's a great movie. So yeah. good. Where he flips out. Yeah. Um, in the fast food restaurant? Yes. yes. My, my burger doesn't look like, like this picture. Yeah. picture. Yeah. And they wanted breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Such a We've great all movie. had that, that yeah. conundrum. Yes. What do you mean it's 1031? <laughs> there was a beautiful moment yesterday before the Geico 500 at Talladega with Bubba Wallace. Got a huge show of support. Dozens of drivers and their crews walked behind his number 43 car as it was pushed to the starting line. 82-year-old team owner Richard Petty also joined the procession to support his driver on Sunday. As you might know, someone put a noose in Wallace's garage stall. Wallace is NASCAR's only black full-time driver. He's the guy who recently convinced them to ban the Confederate flag from the races. NASCAR is going all in to find out who's responsible for the noose, and they're even working with the FBI. They say whoever did it will be banned for life. He came in 14th place, by the way, yesterday, but it was a really beautiful moment. Um, if you want to see the video, you can find it at FredAngie.com. Right, we'll come back. We'll do trending stories, bullet points to start your Tuesday. Phase 4 rolls out in Illinois on Friday. I'll tell you what that means. Uh, for a bunch of people, baseball, oh, maybe, <laughs> uh, money, lots of stuff trending. That's next. My last made me feel Trending in Chicago with Fred and Angie on 103.5 KISS FM. All right, so Jamie Pritzker released new guidelines yesterday as the state expects to move into phase four of its coronavirus reopening plan on Friday. So here's some of the, the highlights. You guys ready? Yeah. Uh, meetings and events. Venues and meeting spaces can resume with the lesser of up to 50 people or 50% of overall room capacity. Uh, indoor and outdoor recreation. Revised guidelines to allow select indoor recreation facilities, bowling alleys, and skating rinks, as well as clubhouses to reopen. Indoor recreation to operate at the lesser of 50 customers or 50% of facility capacity. Uh, bowling alley? I like bowling, but I don't... Nah. Uh, that's, a lot, that's a lot of touching. Of I was going to say. We can yeah. also be inside restaurants now, right? Uh, yes. Indoor dining. Yeah. Indoor dining can reopen with groups of 10 or less. Tables spaced six feet apart in seated areas and with the standing areas at no more than 25% of capacity. Uh, museums can open with no more than 25% occupancy. Zoos can open no more than nice. 25% occupancy. Uh, cinemas and theaters, indoor seated theaters, cinemas and performing arts centers to allow admission of the lesser of up to 50 guests or 50% of overall theater or performance space capacity. Mm. Um, what is here? Outdoor seated spectator events can resume with no more than 25% of seating capacity. Film production... Um, no more than 50% of soundstage or filming location capacity. And then uh, fitness centers, revised guidelines allow gyms to open 50% capacity. Day camp, same thing. Anyway. Wow. So, We're just, getting there. You got to look You look it up because some of it's 25, some of it's 50, some of it's, I don't know. Look it up before you, you go someplace. Um, and I had heard restaurants only 25%. Well, it sounds like 25% in the standing areas, but then six feet apart in the other areas. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, after the Major League Baseball Players Association said no Monday that it has rejected the latest proposal from baseball owners to resume play, Major League, Base Major League Baseball says it's ready to just move forward with the framework that the players and owners agreed to shortly after the season was postponed in March. So now they're asking <laughs> players um, if they'll be able to report on July 1st for training camp and if the players will agree to health and safety protocols imposed by Major League Baseball. They have until tonight. I mean, every day it's like a new Something thing. Something different. Um, let's see if there's going to be baseball at all. The Players Union has complained that the league is attempting to play the fewest number of games possible. Sources say the commissioner has decided to schedule a 60-game season beginning in late July. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, the owner of Eskimo Pie... 
These are the uh, ice cream bars. Mm -hmm. They're changing its name and marketing of the nearly century-old chocolate-covered ice cream bar, the latest brand to reckon with racially charged logos and marketing. We are committed to being part of the solution on racial equality and recognize the term is derogatory, said the head of marketing for the parent, Dryer Grand Ice Cream Company. This move is part of a larger review to ensure our company and brands reflect our people values. Right on. So uh, this go. this alongside uh, Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben's, Uncle Ben's, mm-hmm. Mrs. Buttersworth. Yeah. Uh, a new survey finds that Americans regret their lack of emergency funds to withstand the economic crisis caused by the coronavirus pandemic. The bank rate survey found 23% of Americans rate that as their biggest regret, followed closely by not having enough retirement savings. Having too much debt came in at number three. When it comes to getting finances in order while moving forward, the top financial priority was paying down debt, followed by saving more for emergencies. A large number of people who didn't know, uh, they didn't even know what their top financial priority should be. Other priorities included saving for retirement, living with uh, within their means, and finding a more stable income, but not having a much uh, enough emergency funds to survive a pandemic. I mean, what do they say you're supposed to have? Is it two months' salary, three months' salary you're supposed to have saved? I don't, uh, huh. That's for a ring. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Yearly salary? I said, that's what, like, in, Weekly salary? In savings. <laughs> I thought that's what they recommend. Well, because, I mean, whoever would have seen a pandemic well, yeah, coming. You would never but, assume. But. you got to consider if you lose your job, you know, health Yeah, right, how long would it take to get another job? So, right. in savings. Yeah, yeah. I think they say. Yikes. And well, I think, what else do they say? Stimulus check, because I need another one. They say you're supposed to spend. It's like your first check is supposed to cover all your bills. Isn't that the other thing they say? I've never heard that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Some, all your some, monthly bills? Well, I'm not saying it's realistic, but I'm saying, you know, in a, in a perfect world, you have this many months of savings, you know, your first paycheck. That, oh, well, okay, here, I'll tell you what it says. Most financial experts suggest that you need a cash stash or savings equal to six months of expenses. Six months. If Holy you, hell. Yeah. So if you need... But that's expenses, not salary, so... If you need $5,000 okay. to survive every month, if that's your expenses, save $30,000. Okay. All right. So, Rufio, the money bag's over here is good to go. You're, you're GTG, man. You're good. I got a 401k through the company. Well... You don't want to have to cash that out. You can't be pulling out of money out of that. You get penalized they, yeah. really hard. Yeah, well, that's, that's not the same as well, the savings. you got to do what you got to do. I guess. I think this is like <laughs> free cash they're talking about. Yeah. Like, oh, like, have like this over here in a piggy bank. Savings. So yeah. Yeah, you don't want to get in there, into that into that 401k. And gotcha. so you turn 99 or whenever. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's what somebody had told me once upon a time, that if you could do it. That, well, and then I guess it also encouraged you to live within your means, right? Because if you're spending way more than your first paycheck, then maybe you're overspending for your life. See, this is stuff they need to teach in school. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they six do. Six months of expenses. That's your sa- that's your savings, what you should have. Six months of what it costs you to live. Hmm. Um, oh, Apple wow. revealed the new Boy. iOS 14. <laughs> I know, sorry. <laughs> wow, wow. Stay at Martha's house for a, a minute. Paulina, how do you not have any money if your mom's paying the rent? Oh, I got money, but it took me a minute to get here. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was broke until I was 26. I was going to say, if I were living at home still, I'd be loaded. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I pay my mom. <laughs> my she, she's God. a landlord. She's a chef. She's everything. So she gets paid. Mama yeah. gets paid. Okay. We'll all just move in with Marta. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you, you how much does she mom, charge? And then I'm later in the in. week, you're like, Mom, can I borrow some money? <laughs> I'm just, sometimes I think about it. I'm just going to move in the other part of my parents' house. And, I'm, and I, oh, my God. I would have so much money. Hopefully, Marta's like... Taking that money you're giving her and saving it for you for no, when you decide to move out. She's and saving it for when Marta decides to move <laughs> out <laughs> of her own house. She's have a big ass Because her daughter won't leave. <laughs> um, Apple revealed the new iOS 14 during its first digital worldwide developers conference that included a range of cutting edge features. Along with new widgets and an app library, Apple added a wireless way to unlock, lock, and start up your car with an iPhone or Apple Watch. Car Key works with near-field communication and will be supported by the 2021 BMW 5 Series that's set to hit the market oh. next month. So you have to have the BMW I guess to go you got to have that. Uh, good thing I'm with living within my means to get there it. There you go. <laughs> uh, Car Key also lets you share keys with other iOS users via iMessage, creating a driver profile that restricts how long friends and family have access to that huh. key. Well, that's kind of cool. If I'm out of town and somebody wants to use my car or something, yeah. I can send them a key. 
Yeah. Oh, that's all right. And you can do that with the house, with, the with house. your house already. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. can do the car. Um, they, they also announced a new way to uh, judge you. Uh, the Apple Watch. The phone and the watch always telling you that you're lazy. Uh huh. Get, get off I the don't couch. Need that. Stand and, up. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't do enough today. I don't need the pressure. Stop watching alone <laughs> TV. Move your legs so you don't get bed sores. That kind of thing. Um, the Apple Watch will help users wash their hands the right way with uh, Watch OS Seven. New feature includes a hand washing timer that counts down. It uses motion sensors and listens to the sound of the water on people's hands okay. and guides them to wash their hands correctly. They're also updating their popular Memoji feature, which lets you create a customized emoji that looks like you mm-hmm. uh, with an option to sport a face covering as well. Oh, of course, nice. On your Memoji or whatever <laughs> oh, it is. Cool. It's, funny. Uh, it's National Pink Day, National Hydration Day, and National Pecan Sandy Day. Mm. What the hell is that? It's a cookie. Oh. My mom used it's to eat pecan eat sandy? Pecan sandy. Whatever. You knew what I meant. Pecan <laughs> sandy day. Sandy. Yeah. My mom used to eat those with her coffee. Oh. Because okay. they're like dry and boring. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like those. I don't like I don't like nuts. Never trust a cookie with a woman's name. Oh. Pecan sandy. Why? You know, it's like Kevin from are the you, office. Are you high today? It's Kevin from the office. <laughs> what the hell? Lana, dude. Did I just get, like, possessed by someone else? That's his voice in the office. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. See okay. from the office. He has a conversation with Robert okay. California. Uh, office I mean, fans will know what I'm talking I, I'm about. I'm sure it's true. I mean, Rufio knows all, so uh, we'll come back into vlogs now. Fred and Angie. Yeah, they talk better than they type. These are the radio blogs with Fred and Angie. It's like we're writing in our diaries, except we say them aloud. 650 and 850. We call them blogs and... Dear blog, I have to uh, send a public plea. I have to beg this entire city to please stop with the fireworks. Non-stop fireworks every single night for at least a month. Yep. I'm going crazy. Like, all night long. My dog is having a nervous breakdown. It's I don't understand why this year more than ever. Like people are already so jumpy and on edge. We've got COVID. We're locked up. We've got protests. There's shootings, and now like the fireworks. It's like, yeah, it's too much. And they're like, everybody needs a you know to relax a little. And the fireworks just make everybody so jumpy and on edge. Like it's not even save them for the fourth. It's driving me nuts. They don't do it in my neighborhood. They just they just pop these things <sighs> off just for no reason. Nonstop. It's like all night, all night long. Wow. The the only time that we got a little bit of a break is when it was thunderstorming. But then it was thunder. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and like these fireworks are like the ones you see the at M80s shows. And yeah, like oh and yeah, like, the big <laughs> colorful fireworks. I always wanted to buy those. Yeah. But I feel like this year, like the fireworks companies, you know, you got to go to Indiana, whatever. They know. Not a lot of they're. I think they're selling them really cheap because the business is down. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't know what's going on this there's year. There's not going to be Fourth of July celebrations, so they're just like we weren't allowed to have them in Arizona stuff. growing up, and I don't even know. Probably still not because of how dry it is. They didn't. They weren't allowed. Mm-hmm. So I come to the Midwest in the summers to visit my family um, in Iowa. We, I, I, I turned it like a pyromaniac. At age 10, I would go into these fireworks stores, and I remember I couldn't, I haven't been in one in forever, but I couldn't believe that what you could buy. Like, you could buy, like, straight mm-hmm. up missiles. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, Welcome to the Midwest. I know. I was, I mean, it was like, <laughs> like, you could buy almost, like, nearly professional grade fireworks yeah, if you wanted terrifying. to. And that's what's going on. And it's like, it, it, I'm so sick of it. Like, honestly, please stop. There's a documentary. <laughs> I'm like, is I it think. gunfire? Is it, or is fireworks? it fireworks? There's a, I should look this up. There's a big family. I want to say they're in somewhere in the U.S. that makes a lot of the fireworks, like mm-hmm. the big fireworks. It's like a family for generations they've made them. Crazy Larry. And I want to say that like <laughs> a good portion of the family has died in the act of making fireworks. Like Whoa. that's what they've done in their family for, you know, generations or whatever. Tradition. And like great grandpa and grandpa, like sadly perished. Someone's going to tweet me. Westloop Tom's going to tweet me with the name of the company. But it's like, I don't know. They're... They've been around forever and ever and ever, and all the big fireworks shows you see are typically, it's their fireworks. Mm. And I just remember in the documentary, it was like this long line of people that gave their lives to the it's art very of... dangerous. Right, well, yeah, I mean... Job. Yeah. Stop it with the fireworks, please. It's not I'm the begging hours. you. Start with a C, maybe? Uh, someone's going to be... I don't, know. I don't know where that came from, but... Sorry about the fireworks, Ange. 
I'll, I'll, I'll keep it down. <laughs> I, I bought the house, I bought the house next to you to, to dry my clothes yeah. on the on the bushes, uh-huh. and then I've decided that I'm also now going to... Uh, Are those your scooters back there, too? Yeah, those, yeah. And the corn. And yeah. the corn. And I'm growing some corn there as well, some some crops. Great. It hits different. Yeah, it does. It's, and yeah, There's also some weed back there. If you look through the corn, the corn is just to conceal the marijuana that, that I'm Is that happening in your neighborhood, Paulina? Every night. I Every think night. like a group. Like, they get together. No, it's just like everywhere. <laughs> Grucci? Maybe, yeah. 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 G-R-U-C-C-I. Yeah, they're famous. America's first family of fire. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I read a book cool. or a documentary about them, or so I don't even know. Um, dear blog, so I was talking to my therapist yesterday about, you know, I think it was last year with the, the law school thing. You know, and oh, then and then and then the trap. Uh, no, well, now doctor. it's now it's medical school. <laughs> no, Jesus! Yeah, I, I, I watched I watched Lennox Hill, and now I want to be a neurosurgeon. If I start now, I'll be one by age sixty. It's very exciting. Um, no, and I, I was, and, and then that kind of got into the travel thing, and then you know now the the glider thing, and um, I don't know. I I have this unofficial list of stuff that I want to accomplish in my life. It's always around like ten. Ten items, and then as as I cross, it's always about ten items because you cross one off, and then there's like another item. And I guess now at this point in my life, I'm okay looking at some of these things, like law school, and realizing it doesn't now it doesn't make sense. Like I could do it now, it doesn't make sense. I'm not going to do it, but I can cross that one off the list now with certainty because I did the exercise. But it got me thinking: Do other people? Do you keep a list? And most people have. To have a family and a wife or a husband or a partner or you know whatever I don't have any of that so I can get to these items more more easily than most but do you guys keep unofficial lists kind of in your head of like stuff that you want to accomplish and then what prevents you from doing it and I'm not talking about law school or medical school I'm talking about like is there a hobby like have you ever wanted to Mm-hmm. I don't know. Be a golf pro. Mm-hmm. Learn a language or, or something. Or, or learn a language or write a book. Or I mean, really, though, not like I want to write a book. I mean, re- like, really, you have a con- an actual idea and you just haven't sat down to do it. Because I think there's value in that. And and in my case, I've been able to sort of do some of these things. And I, I don't know. I feel very rewarded by that. Well, what's on your list that you haven't done yet? Well, neurosurgery. Um... <laughs> No, more stuff with like you laugh about the glider and the balloon and all. I want everything. I want all of that. I want. I want my certificate to have all. Of, I want the blimp. That's one. cool. We just make fun of you. I know it's you funny. do. No, I know you do. But I, <laughs> but I just. I want to die and I want everything to be on the certificate. I want every rating that you can get. Like I just think that would be cool. You know what my aspiration is at this point in my life? I don't think I'm going to have a legacy of like kids or whatever. I just want to die an interesting person, and for good reasons. Like if so I you died, think if you died today, you would be known as an interesting person. I hope person? so. I would. I mean, think I would so. hope that people say, "Well, he had a good heart, even if he was a little rough around the edges, and a little curt in communication style, <laughs> and a little emotionally closed off." No I one's going to say all that sexy well, stuff you, when you die. I mean, you you could say that. I mean, none of that's untrue. I have a good heart. I'm a little uh, emotionally. Uh, I like what uh, you're doing with your fingers. Unavailable, but um, it doesn't mean I don't have a good heart. It just means I don't give it to everybody. But. Um, Yes, I, I guess that's my aspiration now, is if I died today, then tomorrow I'd want people to be like, genuinely, that guy was interesting. Well, why he, would you care? No, you're not here well, because hear what I people don't, are going to say. Because I don't yeah. think that's a bad aspiration to have, is to think about what people would say about you if you died. Because if I don't care because I'm dead, but among other things, if I consider what my life would look like at the very end, well, then I, I guess I'm, I'm hopefully living my best life, right? Right. Like if I if I'm able to write my own obituary and it's full of and it's and it's genuine and honest and full of more good things than bad things, then I would say that was a, a successful life. My grandpa wrote his before he died. Did he? Mm-hmm. And we used that one. But yeah. he was a writer, right? I mean, um, yeah. I mean, he's not a he. Yeah, he wrote a book. He wrote a book. Yeah, he wrote a book. I mean, it was in his own cute grammar and words. But oh, yeah, yeah, he wrote yeah. his own, and then that's what we used. So it was interesting. I don't know. You'll be okay, Fred. No, out but the, I mean, out of everyone in this room, you got that first class ticket to heaven. I can tell uh, you. That. <laughs> well, excuse. I appreciate that, but you don't know the deficit that I'm working out of. In the excuse bank, me, in heaven. the bank of karma, if one puppy equals one negative point positive, I need to fly some more puppies. <laughs> Why do you think I load the plane up with as many as I can each time? I got VIP pass to Club Hell. Yeah, it's hey. gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm taking all you guys. I'm you guys don't think about fun slide straight down. I'm not even trying to be <laughs> one way. Oh, 
was you a, guys there are was... going to be there that I have FOMO. I know. <laughs> I know right? Wait a minute. Maybe I need to stop being interested. Who's out there? I'm going to text you. Yeah. Yeah. Who's out there? <laughs> Everybody you know. Everybody you, you know, know mommy. All your people. <laughs> that's, All your people. That's the party I want to be invited to and then not show up. Doesn't it sound 100%. more fun where I'm going? <laughs> Um, you guys don't yeah. think about that, though? I mean, I don't mean to be morbid. I mean it, like, in a positive way. But you don't think about, like, what your legacy might look like? No, I mean, I know I'll be dead, so I won't know. I didn't start thinking about it until I was older than you, though, Kaylin. Like, older than you. You well, think a lot about the, like, you know, what happens after well, you die. Because I want to make, because I have a good life. Like, I, I, I was given a, I was given a good family. Mm-hmm. I was given like half of a good family and then and then later given a hundred percent of a good family, you know, because of the estrangement with, you know, and I'm not yeah. even saying he's a bad guy, but it just didn't work out there. Right. <laughs> it didn't work out. <laughs> didn't work out with my father next time. Uh, yeah, right. But then I, I did get a second <laughs> chance with that. Right. And then yeah. and then I had every advantage educationally and then I got to do the thing that I loved against all odds and, and I got to do it well and with integrity. And then. I've had pretty good health, and like, so I don't want to screw it up, is what I'm saying. Like, it would be unfair to anyone who, you know, and I'm not saying that that comes with that hardship, but it does, and hard work and effort and all that stuff. But I mean, I've had every advantage, so I got to make sure that if I get you're taking if advantage I get of your advantages? 24 more hours or 40 more years, that someone doesn't say, man, that guy, he squandered those opportunities. Just live in the moment, you know? But right. if you do that, then you maybe don't have sight of what more you could be doing. Because by living in the moment, that just justifies not having a, an idea of what the future might hold. I would say do things for, not for your legacy and what that looks like. But for yourself. Do things for yourself. But that's, I guess it's one moment. and the same, right? Because I'm, I'm not doing it so that, first and foremost, so that people can say that was oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm doing it because I want to do it. But, oh, yeah. But if the, if the aspiration then would be, that guy lived his life, man. You know, that guy yeah. really did it. Uh, and for some people, that's having children and raising amazing kids. And I don't know that I'm going to do that. And for some people, that's, you know, building an incredible business or having, I don't know. And, and I'm not sure that I'm going to do that. This is the business that we built. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. But I guess what I, the whole point of the blog was, do you guys ever think about it? And do you care? And I guess what I'm getting is maybe not. What I do think about is, like, who's going to take care of me when I'm old? Sometimes I ask my sister, like, you got me, fam? Can I live, like, in your attic? You know, because mm-hmm. like that's like a real thing. Yeah, you probably want to live in the basement because heat rises. You know, so in the summers it'd be hot up there. But well, I won't be able to get my, up the steps with my little old legs. That's true. You know, and she's thirteen years younger, so I'm like, you got me, and she's yeah. like, eh, we'll see. I want to live in one of those fun, like when I'm really old, like one of those fun retirement communities where everybody has herpes. Oh, it's called like, he- it's called hedonism. <laughs> like Del Boca, they got Vista. them all over the world. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, I love those people. They look like they're having so much fun. <laughs> Except for the yeah, herpes. in the world. They, well, who cares? Yeah, yeah you who get cares? to like 65 years old, you're like, I didn't get an S- S- I didn't get any STDs. I can't get pregnant. Let's have at it. Right. And then you get herpes? Now that's a bad deal. Hey, what do you, who cares at that point? That's a bad deal. Well, well I guess if everybody has it. Yeah, we um, all have it. All right, well, I guess, I guess I'm the only one that thinks about this. I think it's an interesting exercise, though. I think if you sat down and actually thought about it and wrote it down, and I don't, again, like you could put some crazy lofty stuff up there that you're really never going to do, but I mean actual things that you could accomplish. And then, and then look at the list and go, well, what's preventing me from doing any uh, one of these things? Yourself. Usually. And, and obligations, right? Because, yeah. I mean, you know, Angie, Rufio, you guys had kids, and now, you know, you don't get to necessarily say, I'm going to take every afternoon for the foreseeable future to go to the golf club to become a golf pro because you have obligations now, right? But then yeah. someday... I mean, I, I could, my husband but, <laughs> you know, I don't have that savings that I need to... <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's six months, by the way. Country club savings. So, so. I'm just trying to make it to 2021, man. Just uh, survive. If I were to go tomorrow, I would be proud of my life. I would be happy and content with what I've done. Mm. I was given lemons. I made lemon drops. <laughs> Sugar on the rim. Still, really a little, still a little tart on the inside, though. <laughs> Live from the Wintrust Studios. WKSC-FM, Chicago. 103.5 KISS-FM. And iHeart Radio Station. Here's Fred and Angie. Morning, everybody. The Entertainment Report on about 10 minutes away. What's coming up in there, Angie? Well, we're watching a lot of TV, so what are the best shows of 2020 so far, according to Rolling Stone? I'll tell you. Maybe you love these shows. Maybe you're like, oh, I should watch that. Uh, the show called Alone. Not yeah. called Alive. It's called Alone, by the way. It's on the History Channel. Everybody should watch it. Always been the one with the one. 
Dua Lipa, 103.5, Kiss FM, Chicago's number one hit music station. Fred and Angie. So I'm uh, I'm doing a, a children's book reading today to uh, virtually to, to military kids for the USO. Cute. And uh, I'm getting, I'm once again getting performance anxiety about reading Dr. Seuss books. I, I'm really, and like I, we did the one for the library, but I got upstaged by, uh, by Barack Obama. So, you know. You're coming up, they told us. By President Obama. <laughs> I don't know who this guy thinks he is. I did one last week. For a Ronald McDonald house, yeah. 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 Little Ashlyn yeah. in your lab. That was cool. That was cool, yeah. Um, I used to get to do them in person, but I guess they think I have coronavirus, so I'm not allowed to go in there anymore. <laughs> well, neither is anybody else, by the way. Well, That's not just me. <laughs> you bring food, and like you met at the door, like, nope, not you. We'll take the food, and you can leave, sir. Um, but I get, I get anxiety about reading these. And then one of the books I'm reading is... An actual tongue twister book. It's the Dr. Seuss tongue twister book. Which, so I'm afraid I'm going to say something profane. What's the Dr. Seuss tongue twister book? There's a whole book of tongue twisters. I don't think I know that book. Yeah, I didn't either, actually, as the biggest Dr. Seuss stan on the planet. But uh, but Carrie is like, oh, you should read this one. So I ordered it on Amazon. Uh, it's hmm. it's pink. and it's a, I, But I didn't read it ahead of time. So I'm afraid should, I might yeah. cost her something. Maybe read it ahead of time. Well, I usually do. I usually do that. I mean, even though I don't even know how old these kids are, they're young, I guess. But I, I usually read the books ahead of time so I don't look stupid. I did. You know, <laughs> which yeah. book did you read? Uh, uh, me and my dad, and yeah, it was like two. I read two books for Father's Day. And they were easy books to read, but I had to read. I had right, to, I had to read them so I knew what to like, well, so I didn't stop fumble in the words. But it's exactly, yeah. I'm afraid to look stupid in front of children. Yeah, being prepared will but, take away your anxiety. About probably that. have better reading uh, retention than I do. But um, I've read this book. All oh, the places you'll go, my favorite book of all time. I've read it a million times, but yet still I stumble on some of the words because, of course, you can't make them easy. You know, when he makes the words rhyme, then they don't they don't always make sense. And I feel like I'm saying something inappropriate, but we'll see. Kalen. Um, What's this situation here with your friend? You're supposed to go on a trip with a friend who has an issue? Yeah. Um, my, one of my best friends, <clears throat> We well, we're supposed to go on a trip in a couple of months. I don't know how that's going to go or not. But um, she has a dairy intolerance, like a very bad dairy intolerance. Okay. Which results in what? So she eats cheese or milk or ice cream. Yes. And it results in the stinkiest farts of all time. This is one of your 17 best friends? <sighs> yes. She's one okay. of my best friends. Right. Shout out to Laura. And oh, she, wow. say, go ahead and wow. say her name. Oh, yeah. She, she <laughs> does not care. This oh. is our issue. Because I was going to say, you know, at least we could only narrow it down to like no. 37 uh, people well, since you have 37 have, best friends. friends but know who you like. Oh, yeah. Hey, now we're I have two Laura best friends. Go ahead but, and say her name now. Uh, oh, yeah. She, no, listen. I think it's rude as hell because she eats cheese as she pleases still. Oh. And then she clears the room. Like, that's her superpower. Like, she could clear a room. And she just does it. And then she goes, hee. And she's really cute. So, like, she gets mm-hmm. away with it. And it pisses me off. Does she have a boyfriend? She does have I had a friend that did the same thing. I'm not asking for me. <laughs> I'm like... Little farts a lot over here, but I'm, I'm... She's like, probably like my prettiest... Like, she's gorgeous, but it's so rude to me. I'm like, what the hell? I don't know if I could be with the prettiest girl on earth who intentionally ate gas-causing... Gas-inducing food and then and then tooted everywhere. I think we should be able to, to like, ban her from it because I'm trying <laughs> to organize food for us. And, like, I was asking everyone's intolerances because it's 2020 and you have to do oh, that sure. these days. Which means there's no food left right. by the time you get I'm them like, all in there. Try to please all these women that don't eat all these different things. But um I like wanna not let her eat cheese. I think it's rude. That is gross. Yeah. Hmm. Can't she just go somewhere else? Like why does she have to <laughs> by herself on a separate trip? <laughs> no, she, no I mean, <laughs> when she has yeah. to blast one, why can't she leave the room and go somewhere else? Right. She gets all weird about it. Like she'll literally like do it on purpose. Has it like, become laugh. her party trick now? It's kind of and I think it's so you annoying should, and rude. Ugh. You should do doorknob. What's that? Doorknob when someone farts, you have to you see you call doorknob when they fart and then you keep punching them until they touch the doorknob. <laughs> just punch her. Yeah, yeah that'll oh, be good. Meet her. She'll stop. Well, she's like four ten. Like I can't. Yeah, hit her. yeah. You, just, you could whoop her ass. Beat her until that beat small her up package until she, is capable of. Beat her yeah. until she stops. Until big bombs. She touches the doorknob. You guys, like when I show you her, like she looks like a supermodel, and it's just I'm just like, why? How do you even have a boyfriend? It makes me so mad. Because he's get, taking the pluses out of the minuses. Like <laughs> I got a supermodel girlfriend. Yeah, but I don't she's, know. She has stinky farts, but she's a supermodel girl. Yeah. 
I were a supermodel looking guy like an Abercrombie bag or something, and I was dropping bombs like that all the time, nobody would want to be with me either. Uh, 80-20, like Angie said. There's, that's, a, if, that's more than 20. It's a really <laughs> stinky part. If Brad parts. Pitt had a flatulence problem, I could probably overlook yeah. it. I don't know. <laughs> that's disgusting. Like, she could control it. I could overlook it. it. Um, okay, so 855-591-1035 uh, is the number. 855-591-1035. Do you have a friend like this where, I mean, it's almost to the point where you don't want, they're your friend and you care about them, but they they do something that is very inconsiderate and they don't yeah. care and somehow you're supposed to put up with it. My best friend used to do that too and then she became a vegan. Oh, okay. And now she's like... Fresh as a daisy, like really? we don't get we don't get the gastro problems anymore because it was the dairy and the meat yeah. that was probably uh, making her. Yeah, too, too. maybe you bombard her with like articles, be like, "Oh man, dairy's so bad the for thing you." Is she Tell her to become a vegan. <laughs> yeah. She knows the problem. She knows what's going to happen, and she still does it. That's my issue with. She's it. intentionally trying to like and gas you out. other people. Like I eat, look ice cream, and, and I don't agree all that well. Um, but I, I don't go chowing down on a pint of ice cream when I'm with somebody for a period of time. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll right. that's, a, that's a private event. Yeah, like when we lived together, <laughs> the whole she, would, process. she would come in my room and be like, and then like go Gross. and run away. Ew, she's so I'd be damn so cute. mad. She's yeah. like a dude. I, but it's, she's so cute that it's Just like punch annoying. That but that's not cute. It's not. Call you, call doorknob. That doesn't <laughs> excuse me. Punch her in the face. No, no, no. Being cute doesn't excuse that behavior. I know, but the way she does it, it's even more annoying. Because she like knows she could get away with it, and it's annoying. She's not getting away with it. We're God. railing her on the radio. I my, know. My, my best friends are, this is a cakewalk. Like, we go stay somewhere, they want their own room. So they can drop their own bombs. And always on Bachelorette's and stay in the same house. I mean... I guess I just feel like my friends are, in listening to the story, are very considerate. Well, I have one that walks around naked all the time. That wouldn't bother me. That well, wouldn't bother me either. She looks amazing, but... <laughs> if it was your friend. But she'll, she'll do it... I don't know. Like, she'll FaceTime me and there's her badge. And I'm like, what do you do? Like, what, can what, you just... Can she accidentally FaceTime me? Is it the, <laughs> is it the same one that toots? No, it's the oh. other one. Oh, yeah. I'm, I I don't mind naked, I guess. I don't know. No. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my friends are amazing. Like she well, so does, does she know, like, does, can she smell her own farts? Well, I think it's probably not as bad to her, but she knows they're bad. Like, literally, we're in a group text right now, and I said, like, are anyone, does anyone have intolerances that, like, that are new that I don't know about because I'm planning, you know, the food? And she's like, well, cheese, but I'm still going to eat it. And then she sent an emoji of, like, this, like, Power Ranger, like, tooting, and then yeah. the cheese comes uh -huh. out, like, the oh. gas comes out, and she just, I'm like, you're Ew. not going to get away with this anymore with me. Ooh, that's I'm nasty. But you can't prevent a grown person from eating food. Try me. She's 4'10". I'm going to get her. I'm going to hold Look her down. Yeah, doorknob. <laughs> I want to know what it, I want to know what she's doing to her boyfriend to offset the toxicity coming out of her some guys don't. Some guys don't care about that. Uh, like, if they're all naked, be like, hey, I'm naked. Boyfriend. Some guys, yeah, some guys you know don't care. <laughs> the hottest girl ever walks in naked, then I'd be like, ew. That's you, which, and that's me last, too. I would be the same. A but... few minutes, and then it's back to being naked. Probably not from the sound of it. You'd still smell the remnants of it for another <laughs> oh, however long. You can long. taste it. It's all ah! <laughs> She's not invited to anything anymore. Wait not till you see her. Yeah, okay, maybe she is. Let me see a picture. Maybe I'll change my mind. Angie's Entertainment Report. Yeah. With Fred and Angie on 103.5 KISS FM. It's brought to you by ComEd, keeping you informed. Late night host Jimmy Kimmel, under fire, admitted in 2013 to using the N-word several times as he imitated rapper Snoop Dogg for a track on a 1996 Christmas album. And now Fox News, of course, has leaked audio of Kimmel using the slur. Um, his admission to using the N-word came during a 2013 podcast where Kimmel said he altered his voice to sound like comedian George Wallace, who is black. Um, Adam Carolla, the podcast host, referred to Kimmel's change in tone as his quote-unquote crazy black voice. Um, I'm not even going to tell you what Jimmy said. It was not good. Um, but, um, yeah, Fox News also highlighted Kimmel's impersonation of Wallace, in which Kimmel claimed he called the president of Comedy Central as George Wallace, the comedian, and pretended to be drunk. Um, so, 
Michael Keaton is in talks to reprise his role as Bruce Wayne, Batman, mm -hmm. for the upcoming film, The Flash. Sources say the movie will see The Flash, played by Ezra Miller, travel back in time to prevent the death of his mother, which results in the superhero creating another universe that's protected by Keaton's Batman. Keaton first played the role of Batman in Tim Burton's 1989 version and reprised his role for Batman Returns in 1992. My favorite Batman is still Val Kilmer. Same. Batman, Batman, Batman forever. forever. It's old Schumacher. It's my favorite Batman. I'm going to have to sit down and watch really? all those two. That's your favorite Batman? Yeah, just because he's hot. So hot in His that movie. His lips through the mask. through the mask, oh, honey. Daddy. Michael, Michael Keaton's my favorite Batman. Michael sure. Keaton was your favorite? Mm-hmm. The original two Batmans, Tim Burton versions? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Val Kilmer, who was the... Was George it, Clooney, I was after him. No, but who was the girl with him? Was it... Alicia Silverstone was uh, Batgirl? Not Batgirl, but Oh, you're talking about no. Nicole Kidman. Nicole yeah, Kidman. Nicole Kidman, yeah. Kidman yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was, Dr. Was, Chase Meridian. Drew that's Barrymore right. was in that movie. Yep, that's uh -huh. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris O'Donnell. Did you do well in school, Rufio? Uh, no, I was. It was like a, a matter of interest, though, wasn't it? Because the facts that you can remember yeah. are astounding. Yeah, but I'm sure if it was like histor historical dates, no, like yeah. Civil War dates and stuff, it's like, yeah. My no. parents used to get so pissed at me because when I was, I don't know, 11 years old, I could tell you every arena that every NBA team played in, and yet I couldn't remember for the life of me, yeah. you know, the state capitals. And uh -huh. my parents whatever were like, you're interested in. like, look at this. Like, you can memorize whatever you want. Right. So memorize this crap. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do nah, it. school is never my thing. <laughs> no, but it's just, I'm amazed at your ability to recall facts about things that you Thank care you. about. And so I just figure, like, you probably could have been brilliant. <laughs> you he probably could have been brilliant. But then you wound up in this brilliant. room with us, so, you know. You are smart. Um, you is important. So, <laughs> 2020 best shows so far, according to Rolling Stone magazine. I mean, you're still trying to social distance, quarantine. You still need new stuff to watch. So, here's what they say are the best 15 shows of 2020 so far. Alone, not alive. No, it's Dave not, better not be on, on there. Dave is number 15. 15? I know. What? Well, let's know. let her, like, tell us. But alone is not on this no, list. No, I want him to react like that 14 <laughs> times, more times. Yeah. You do? <laughs> oh. Some of these shows I've never even heard of, though, so I got to get to work, I guess. Um, so Dave was 15. Number 14 is Debs mm. on Hulu. Mm. Uh, number 13 is The Great on Hulu. 12, The Plot Against America, HBO. 11 is BoJack Horseman from Netflix. Cartoon. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, 10 is What We Do in the Shadows on FX. That's actually pretty good, I've heard. It's about vampires. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Number nine's High Fidelity on Hulu. Uh, I don't, I, don't I, I tried it. I, I tried it because I love the movie, the and I love Zoe Kravitz, so I was She's like... She's hot, and the fashion is great, but the show's... Eh. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Um, eight, The Good Place on NBC. Love. Uh, seven is Little America, which is Apple TV+. Plus. Mm -hmm. Six yeah. is Rami on Hulu. I want to watch that. That of her is pretty I've good. I've heard that mm -hmm. is really good. Um, five is Better Things on FX. Four is My Brilliant Friend, The Story of a New Name on HBO. I don't know her. Never heard of it. Uh, three, Normal People on Hulu. Two, Brockmire on IFC. And number one, Better Call Saul. On Better Call Saul is great. Brockmire's number two? Uh-huh. Okay. This last season wasn't my favorite, but... I didn't know they were still in new seasons, because I was like, I thought that came I out. I want to say one more, maybe, or I don't know, okay. but they they're, they just, I think they just yeah, wrapped they just, up a season. Yeah, they did. Um, I, I expected that, as a huge Breaking Bad fan, I expected that show to suck, because it's like, oh, here we go, you're just going to milk on the you know one of the greatest shows ever. Yeah. They've made that its own. Like, it's its own thing. This season was really was dark though like i don't know it, it got it got it got really dark mm. I, I don't know how to rolling yeah. stone really messed up because the number one show of 2020 so far should be 90 day fiance <laughs> did you watch last night i haven't watched last night's episode yet none of these are reality yeah, shows they're just regular yeah but it's a show 90 day fiance like, which one though these are script these are all scripted shows it's gonna be its own network before long because they got so many different versions of that thing it's so good uh, yeah, last night was great. You'll love hey, it. Hey, TLC better hope nobody comes up with a way to be offended by that show because otherwise they're not going to have any programming left. It'll be all infomercials like A&E. <laughs> right? A&E, you take live hey. PD away from A&E and they got nothing left. Now it's all intervention all day. They already deleted that whole scene of, what was it? Uh, was it Angela? Who is da who's dating baby girl Lisa? Baby, baby girl, girl Lisa. Lisa saying the n-word calling her fiance the n-word you know they deleted that whole part of the thing so yeah. 
Uh, more to check out online today. Um, this baby, this baby is so cute. You got to see this video. She thinks her name is Alexa because Aww. her parents are constantly talking oh. to the Amazon Echo. <laughs> and she doesn't even answer to her real name anymore. Like, she Aww. only answers to Alexa. That's how often her That's parents are hilarious. using it. You got to see the video. It's at FredAngie.com. Let's do some good news. Happy stories Fred next. And Get your trending stories. In about 15 minutes, good news stories are next to happy stuff to start your Tuesday on Fred and Angie at 103.5. This is um, of, of many fights that you may have among friends in a relationship or whatever. Maybe this was a big issue when uh, you were in quarantine. But uh, a new survey has shown that one in four adults have ended a friendship with a roommate over arguments stemming from, what would you guess? Uh, you know the answer. Um, you know the answer. Um, toilet seat. No. Toilet paper. No. Wearing a mask. No. Food. Thermostat. Oh, yeah. Oh, this, oh yeah. This this could potentially be a deal breaker for me. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but to half the people, they wouldn't date someone if they didn't have the same AC etiquette as them. I like com- I like frozen. I, I like completely. 68. I mean, that's my that's my ish. I'll go lower. I'll go lower. You go lower than 68? I got a lot of windows in my house, so I got to go lower if I really want it to be cold. But I want it to be cold. The bedroom has to be freezing yeah. because I sleep under, you know, several layers of oh. huge, puffy Our things. bedroom is at 66. The rest of the house is at 68. See, but imagine if you were with somebody who needed to be hot or oh. warm. No, my, well, my one of my best friends that was here over the weekend, she lives in L.A., so she's used to, like... She's got that blood, you know, and every time she walked by a thermostat in my house over the weekend, she would crank it up to she, like 75. And that's and not like, for you, you to do. Are you You don't insane? get to do that. You're a guest. <laughs> 75? You're a guest. You, and, and unless, it was already 90 degrees out. Unless like. the AC only dictates the temperature in the room where you are staying, yeah. you don't get to walk through somebody's house and change the thermostat. No. I'm like, don't you dare. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 75, 75. See? Oh, hell so no. you and I can't Je- date, Rufio. Jess and I are like, we. it's too cold. Like, it can't. Hell no. But at least you guys are on the same page about that. Right. I, mean, I go to the you hotel agree. room, first thing I do, 65. Same. Because oh, you can man, always no make yourself warmer. You cannot make yourself colder. That's right. So if, if my room is 65. Give me another blanket. Right. And then I have the option to be warm and then <laughs> stick my foot out and be cold and then moderate temperature There's that way. nothing yeah. worse than yep. trying to sleep when, when you're overheated. You hot. Oh, it's the worst. The but worst. It's true, though. Um, a lot of people agree about this. I don't know that I could date some... 69, by the way, they say is the uh, ideal temperature. I would go colder. But if you were... If, if Rufio and I were dating and you're like 75 and I'm like 65, we're done. It's over. Yeah. This, this does... 60, 65 I, is... Yeah. Oh, that's cold. That I also hang, I also hang meat in my house. <laughs> so you hang it in this studio, yeah, too. Yeah. I also I hang meat I in know, the studio in case I'm ha- yeah. ready for a little snack. <laughs> my husband was not, when we first started dating, he was not down with 68 degrees because he lived in L.A. too and didn't even have air conditioner in his, in his place. Absolutely oh, not. No. And, Absolutely but not. I got him into it and now he freaks out if it's too hot. I would rather wear a. I like. I like wearing sweatshirts. I'd rather wear a sweatshirt in my own home in the summer because it's too cold. Correct. Because I can moderate that. Oh, I agree. No. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So it's really about control. No, it's about not being hot. It's about comfort. I'm, and I'm also. I'm also a sweaty bastard. So do you and sleep so, with, yeah. with blankets yeah. like in the summertime? Like now? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, I use the same comforter that's about 17 okay. inches thick. Same all year um, long. All year round. Some people would switch it out. Like in Arizona, you have to because even. Even if your house, if you set it for 65, you're not, it'll never go there. The you best should, you're going to do is like 70, 69, 70. You should sleep without the blankets. You'll lose weight. Why? Because it's cold. Your body's, your but body's. I like to snuggle up. Your body's uh, trying to, it, it keeps working. Because you're cold. Do you know somehow I lost five pounds in the last two weeks? Do you know oh, that? Oh, God. <laughs> Would you shut the hell up? Get out of here. Get I was out shocked. of here. I was shocked because, you know, the weight and balance in the glider, like, uh-huh. it, it, you it actually have to know your weight. No, it's because you're single and you're eating alone now. That's true. <laughs> I was eating healthier when, in a relationship, though, because I was cooking. You're probably eating more, though. Yeah. Probably. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Maybe subconsciously, I'm like, I got to lose weight, get that six-pack going, so I can get me some post-quarantine 65-degree body. Oh, my God. <laughs> good news stories, man. Good news stories. 
It feels good with Fred and Angie on 103.5 KISS FM. Uh, we share good news, positive stories every day on this show. And what'd you find? Shout out to Bad Girl Riri. Rihanna's Clara Lionel Foundation has stepped up in many ways to help underserved communities, especially during the pandemic. Now they're donating funds to support several organizations and groups on the front lines of the fight for justice. Since the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis, a wave of protests calling for immediate racial justice reform has swept across the U.S. and around the world, Riri said in a statement. In response to this urgent call for police reform, CLF, her foundation, in partnership with Jack Dorsey's Start Small, that's the Twitter CEO, Twitter guy, yeah. yep, mm-hmm. has granted $11 million to 12 organizations leading on the work to divest from policing and fighting for criminal justice reform. Recently, the Good Girl Gone Bad's nonprofit also donated $15 million toward various initiatives supporting mental health, food insecurity, low-income individuals based in Chicago and Newark who were excluded from receiving federal stimulus support. So, way to go, Rihanna. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so try and, try and follow along here. Uh, so Terry Harrington's husband, named Brian, he passed away 16 years ago. He was able, though, to save the lives of four other people through organ donation. She befriended a guy named Jeffrey, who received one of her deceased husband's, uh, his kidney and pancreas. When that kidney failed last year, Terry volunteered immediately to donate her own kidney, which is now living with Brian's organs in Jeff. Whoa. So, so they both, so they both donated to the same posthumously, guy? the other oh. in living, were able to save the life of one guy. That's amazing. It's ama- it is amazing. Um, his life is now great. He's feeling wonderful despite the side effects of the steroids he's taking for his latest transplant. In 2004, after living nearly three decades with insulin-dependent diabetes, his doctor delivered the news that he needed a transplant. Uh, he was able to get one but now, you know, the short story is husband and wife both combined. Is he single? He needs to date that woman now. Interesting twist. Yeah, because then she'd be like, my ex-husband's or my former husband's in you. I'm in you. And then he could be like, I'm in you. I knew that was... You know what I'm saying? I knew that was... <laughs> I knew that... I knew there was... I, I knew, saw the smirk on your face I, brewing. I... I, 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 I <laughs> I was wondering which one of the two of us was going to do it. It was you. I'm the hood, Mona.